Thank you for tuning in to Black Family Table Talk, a voice for black families. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Today's episode is brought to you by ABTF Travels. In 2019, Tony and I traveled to the motherland to experience the year of return. We were so moved by the experience that I decided to go back and immerse myself in the culture for 52 days in Ghana. It was the adventure of a lifetime. Now we're hosting a delegation of artists and art enthusiasts for an epic pilgrimage. Please visit blackfamilytabletalk.com on our products page for details. We hope you can join us. Now we hope you enjoy season three and this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. I just want to pick up from a conversation that we we been having the last couple days about whether or not we we as people will ever achieve economic, political, and social equality. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we can. Yeah. Well, it's a big election coming up this year, and we were listening to a newscast earlier today. I think it was Congressman Clyburn who said this is the biggest election of his lifetime, and he thinks it's the biggest election since 1860. Mm. It's a lot at stake. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of all this, there are a lot of distractions going on. A lot of distractions. You know, from the contract for Black America with Ice Cube, from Diddy um, wanting to start our own political party. From 50 cents talking about we should hold our vote. Kanye West wanting to run for president. People up in arms about the crime bill from 1994. People up in arms about not supporting Kamala Harris because she was a DA of California and she sent a lot of black men to prison. You it's know, a lot. It's, it's a lot it's going a lot on. To comprehend. Comprehend in the midst of all this. But I think and we get confused like that's a a good thing, but whole but looking at the whole thing, what do we want? Yeah, well I think it's the it's it's everywhere because look at the leaders that have risen in the last couple decades. You got people like T.I., Killer Mike, Charlemagne the God, P. Diddy. Yeah. How can anybody take us seriously? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there are other leaders, but those are the ones that everybody is kind of like, well, Charlemagne the God said, <laughs> and Killer Mike said, I mean, look, you know, are we at a cookout? <laughs> are we, have, you know, because it's, at some point in time, we have to say, you know, and you can call yourself whatever you want, so this might sound judgmental, but how do you get taken seriously? If you come into the table talking about your name is is Killer Mike or Charlemagne the God, that's like, come on, seriously. I mean, come on. I mean, you have. I don't know. That's just food for thought. Yeah. Well, but I think the the question truly is: Should we have an allegiance to one particular party as a community, or should we split our allegiances? create a third party I mean there's a lot of questions that yeah I mean for me it's it's simple for me 
you know, I like to cut through the noise. Cut through all the noise and get down to the basics. And all these opinions are rising up because everybody has strong, a strong opinion one way or the other. Yeah. But I think the, the basics, anything, anytime you're trying to do something, you have to learn the basic, you have to learn the foundation. And this political party is something new. Social media is, political party is not new, but it's new for black Americans in the sense that social media has given everyone a voice. And because everyone has a voice doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. Everyone has an opinion. But if we get back to the basics, the basics is civics. Learning the Constitution. Learning why the party system was set up. The three branches of the government. And politics is local. You know, we every four years we get up in arms about things. But we have mayors, commissioners that really make decisions yeah. that affect us locally. Judges, local judges, judges uh, DAs, prosecutors. DA, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, elected so, or appointed officials that really impact our day-to-day life. Day-to-day Board of life. Education. Absolutely. You can win with 3,000 votes yeah. and become a commissioner of yeah. a county. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and, and that's where I think the problem lies. And everyone is, is focusing on the presidency. The president can only do what Congress legislate for him to sign. Right. Congressman and representative of your district right. and then also the senator of your state yeah. exactly so we for the past 12 years eight years under obama well the first two years of obama he had control of the house and the senate right. we got things done right the last six of his eight years he couldn't get anything done other than executive order but we go back and forth back and forth okay the house controls by the republican party then it's controlled by the senate and mm-hmm. then back and forth and and it just seems like, and this just is not a black-white dilemma. This is really an American dilemma. Absolutely. Where are we going to be? How are we going to come together? How are we going to unify and move forward with the same common goal and the same common purpose? And one, you know, one. I think those those themes are constant and consistent, and they are equality, climate, well, equality on all levels. Healthcare. Healthcare. I was going to say that healthcare. Mm-hmm. And those are the those are the main things, but you know Kwame Nkrumah, who is the former president of Ghana from 1960 to 1966, and he's been credited as being the person that led Ghana to independence. Uh, revolutionary and revolutionaries like Marcus Garvey, those who believe that. We cannot be free until we know who we are. We go back to Africa and we build. And I don't believe that we as a people, meaning people of African descent, but we don't know unless we re-educate ourselves as to the origins of our history. And I believe that that's the reason why we're all over the map. It's by design. I would agree with that. But I would also say... What you describe are movements. No, I, I believe they are not only movements, but they are I- ideologies. Not not dis- disagreeing, but I what I'm trying to get to 
get back to my point about civics is here in the United States this is a participatory government and you talked about how the powers always sway from Democratic to Republican parties every couple so many years. Mm-hmm. We get sick of the, re- the Democrats, we right. put in a Republican. We get right. sick of the Republicans, we put in a Democrat. But a lot of that is based on someone galvanizing the interests in the voters and getting as people out to vote. I'm hoping for a day where we all participate regardless of the topics, issues, and movement that are in place. It is our civic duty to take control of our local politics so that we are in control of where this country goes because this country is for the people, by the people. And, 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 and it should not be political figures telling us what to do with our taxpayer dollars. It's our money. We ought to be given directives. We put you in office. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, if and we, and if everybody participates and we get rid of the apathy, yeah, then it's for the, the people have a say. People don't have a say because of voter suppression, mm-hmm. apathy of voters, mm-hmm. believing in lie. My vote don't count. Mm-hmm. You know all of this stuff. So that's how the few can control the many. Yeah, that's true. If you if you give them a distraction about you know the importance of voting, yeah. the the importance of participating and doing your civic duty. Well, I think we're we're saying the same thing because basically what I'm saying is there's there's a specific thing that I believe that we as Africans African descendants of slaves need to to do. And I believe that we all need to take that journey back to um, where we come from. Um, we need to do that, that ancestry um, DNA thing, invest in that and start figuring out what the lineage is, where we come from. And I think that that will... And it's like, you know, we have an adopted son and and everybody, every parent that I talk to, they always talk about how eventually their children go through a phase where they want to find out where their adopted parents are, their family is. No matter how loving you've been, no matter how structured it is, no matter how the environment that they grew up at the end of the day, there's some point in that child's life where they want to know where they come from. Absolutely. But to think about that in terms of us as African Americans, we're trying to figure it out. We're not articulating that. Because somewhere along the line, some of that got lost in our language. But really in the root of all of it, I believe that that's really what we want. Everybody needs to know from where they came. Because culture is taste, it's texture, it's philosophies, it's beliefs, it's values and value systems, and it's the way things are and why they change and why you are who you are and where you get it from. What talents, gifts, all of that stuff comes from, we, we develop that through our ancestors for those who want to know 
how do you find out? How do you discover? How do you figure that out? And I believe that that is the root to get to my original point. I believe that discovering that is to, is the root to calming the chaos, calming the conflict, because there's nothing better than knowing who you are. And I believe that that is what's going to help shape us moving forward, that knowledge of who we are and where we come from. Well, the knowledge of knowing who you are gives you options. It, it opens up your perspective, gives you a world global view. It gives you an option of what do you want to do, where you want to live, and how you want to exist in this world. So I support and agree with that all together. But then we have the political process here in this country, which is different than other countries. You know, so, you know, what, what you're talking about is, is, is being a, you know, I think it's another level of consciousness of trying to figure out how you fit in this whole scheme of being a, a person of African descent. But isn't that the core question that we really are asking ourselves? Everybody in this place we call America, because what was it? First, we were a commodity, and then once we were free, we became a problem. Right. All right? right. So if you're, you live in, first of all, as a commodity or property, and then you become a problem, what, what does that say to you? What message is ingrained into you generation after generation well, you're talking about consciousness. Absolutely. Well, that I mean, it's all, it's yeah. all, it's it's the it's the foundation of this country. Yeah, yeah. It's the foundation of this country. Yeah, yeah. Surrounding yeah. all the isms and all of the um, icks around politics, economics, around us as black people, we show up in the room and we make a political statement. Absolutely. I, I, Our skin makes a political statement. It makes an you. economic so, statement. So, how, Our, so how do we own that and take it into this political process that we're dealing with? I'm glad you asked. I believe that we have to start going back to find out our history, figure out who we are, where we come from. And well, I'm that's, so that's part of education. It is. And I'm so excited that we are going, you know, that you gifted me with. A DNA kit, com, DNA African kit, Ancestry. AfricanAncestry.com. Um, we're waiting for it to come. I tell you one thing, I'm so ready and anticipating it coming because the moment it gets here, I know it's going to be an emotional reveal. I know it is because um, I have speculation about where my roots and my ancestors are, um, but I don't know, you know. My first time going to Africa was in 2007 when we, we, set, we set foot on the soil of South Africa. And it was the most moving um, experience. And then we, had, we were blessed to go to, uh, to Ghana last year. It's, it was powerful. Uh, South Africa, I learned a lot. Um, Ghana, I learned even more. But, you know, the trip back to Africa helped me to understand how we got where we are because like you were talking about we were a commodity we were an asset and that helped me understand that colonialism can only prosper and do the things that it was able to do 
it had to dehumanize people of African descent. And that gave them justification to making us make us a commodity. Yeah. So when I understood that, I understood the indoctrination that we went through, that they put us through, and then that they had to convince themselves that they were superior and we were less than, we were inferior. So that gave them the license to do what they wanted to do with us. Yeah. I never made that connection before. Until you went to Africa. Until I went to Africa right. and, 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 and went through that museum we went through that yeah. had parallel exhibits. Oh. One of apartheid and the other one of the civil rights, the civil rights yeah. Jim Crow, black yeah. coal stuff that was going on in America. Yeah. And you walk through both and you can see the similarities yeah. that were going on. Yeah. So that helped me to understand that it was all a lie. Yeah, it was all a lie. You know, this whole structure was all a lie. So that gave me the strength to say, well, you know what? I'm going to work against that because now I know that it's a lie. Mm-hmm. I know that the, the it's even a more of a lie to say black people got to work twice as hard and all this other. No, we don't. It is the mental indoctrination of edu- miseducation mm-hmm. that allows all of this to go. On. All the stuff to yeah. go on. Yeah. So once I unlock that, you when, know, I was able to operate from a position of strength. And that's what happened when you step foot on African soil. And it took me to go to Africa now, but the education, if it was taught properly here in America and black history didn't start with slavery and know all these things and how great we we are, you know, so you could get it many different ways, but I got it going back to Africa. Well, with that said, I want to end this podcast with a quote from Marcus Garvey. Never forget that intelligence rules the world and ignorance carries the burden. Therefore, remove yourself as far as possible from ignorance and seek as far as possible to be intelligent. That's Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you heard some principles to put into your strong black family toolbox. Be sure to tune in next week and remember, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and visit our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Look for special discounts and ways to be part of the Black Family Table Talk community. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform posts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.